Hello, and welcome to the Lotus Podcast, a podcast about spirituality, healing, and ascending to a higher consciousness. I'm Phone Boy. And fucking nobody. And I'm Phoenix. A woman who is wasted. And welcome to episode 17. Uh, we're good. We, uh, yeah, we got. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe she wishes she were stoned a little bit more, but I assume she's well, fixing that Well, I right did now. just spark one up, so. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them, pedal right. heads, because goddamn well Phoenix is going to today. Well, just as a warning to all the listeners, Phoenix had to go see her ex-husband today. I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah, well, I, th- I think there's only one clip to play around that. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> uh, precisely. Yeah, well, but in any case, uh, yeah, I, I can understand that. And there's, uh, there is, uh, yeah, we'll try not to talk too much about, about all of that stuff today, but... Uh, other than other than the fact that now it's time to erase that mistake. Yeah, we're talking about two different mistakes there. Well, but, you know, there is that and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is a value but for. Here, but oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing I got to say about it. You know. To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. That, that's the only way to be about it, I suppose. Um, yeah. That's the only way I'm getting through this. Yeah, exactly. So this is a value for value podcast, um, and so we we right. definitely appreciate your um, we definitely appreciate uh, your 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 time and your talent and treasure. But uh, certainly uh, you can you can contribute your time and talent uh, through email. You can send it to phoneboy at at lotuspodcast.net or phoenix at lotuspodcast.net or send us a voicemail two five three two three seven three three two one. We'd love to hear your voicemails um, about anything you want to talk about. Tell you know talk about the subject we're going to cover today or you know any previous subjects or just have a good old-fashioned rant yeah um and i think uh so and i i actually saw uh yesterday i saw some uh, some sats come in we, we we are participating in that uh in, in, in the podcasting 2.0 uh thing and unfortunately i don't know who sent them because yeah we're still not quite set up for that yet um, i'm i'm pulling them off a of satoshi stream but we got um you know, but uh, yeah, we got uh, ten thousand five hundred fifty-five sats from 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 some person. Uh, we also got eight thousand four hundred forty-four sats from someone else. So, or maybe, or maybe they're from the same person. I don't know. But um, you know, uh, thank you for sending that in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, I wish I could, have, if I were, if I were prepared as a professional, I would, I would probably have the oh, you're an executive producer clip, which I actually do have. Um, what kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, you know, oh, actually, this is the, this is actually, here's the clip. This is what we got to play. Oh, you the executive producer. Yeah, exactly. So. Really, you're supposed to fucking have this on tap. You're the one with the roadcaster. I'm literally running off of three cell phones and I'm kicking your ass on clips. Phone boy, tisk tisk. <laughs> yeah, well, this, I can only put so many clips in the roadcaster. Uh, and I have to load things into the. I have to load things into excuses, the. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I swear to God. Every time I turn around. This is such a crock of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's what I You armed say. me with clips. I'm going to use them against you at every opportunity. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no kidding. And then and of course, you know, you got I got you. Taste a book of flavor. I know it's in there. <laughs> you know, just that's all I'm saying. Hey 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 phone boy. Fuck you too. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens when I arm a phoenix with clips. Yeah, well, 
you know, anyway. I am armed and dangerous. She is armed and dangerous, that is for sure. Okay, so we are going to talk today um, about uh, astrology. There we go, a little bit. Of, okay, we got a little bit about that. Um, and, uh, I'm not finished. Oh, you're, oh, you're not finished. Okay, well, then, then you tell me. <laughs> This is starting to an episode of Abs in a Six-Pack. Well, well, what can I say? No, I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah, this is what happens when I give her a free, freaking sound clip. So the whole, this is what, this is what we're, this is what the, but, you know, anyway. Oh, please, you know damn well that you're having a great goddamn time. Don't even pretend you're had not. a great goddamn time. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and you know what happens when you start giving me a hard time. Take a big step back. And literally fuck your own face! Oh boy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to regret giving you all those clips. <laughs> you might. I think we need to start our show now. By God, phone boy, take it away. If this, exactly. The floor is yours. I'm done playing. Okay. Well, I, th- I thought I thought we were I thought you were starting off with the uh, with the, the the discussion or some of the introductory uh, discussion about astrology because that's that, that is today's topic. We're, we're gonna um, we'll do it. We'll do a brief overview of it and then we'll get into um, we'll get it and uh, we'll talk about our sun signs. Although there's actually you can. You, it turns out there's uh, a lot of other things that get tracked in astrology, and I'll uh, I'll see if I can highlight a few of those things uh, as we go along. But um, but yeah, when it, but you know, I guess I, I guess what do we say about astrology? It's it's kind of it's all right, the, all right. I got it. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so go on. I got this. You got drugs it. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. I totally did not realize I had the first segment. So yeah, that's why I played that. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today, what we're going to start off with, is astrology and astronomy. Now, the difference between the two is that astronomy is the science of celestial objects, space, and the physical universe. Whereas astrology is any ceremonial, religious, or uh, divinatory practice which discerns info about human and terrestrial events related to the movement and position of celestial objects. So what does that mean? Well, it basically means that one is science and one is not, according to the experts. I leave it up to interpretation for you to decide. We're also going to be talking about the Zodiac today. Now, the Zodiac's a ring of constellations that lie along the elliptic. And what does that mean? Fuck if I know. (laughs) In context... To the zodiac, astrology is the study of the positioning of the sun, moon, and planets, and the constellations that explain and predict events on Earth. Or at least that's what they tell us. Now, as far as uh, astronomy goes, or excuse me, astrology, because again, astronomy is the stars, astrology is the study of. Alright, there's no scientific evidence to prove or disprove that one zodiac sign is directly Uh, correlates to their personality. I would tend to disagree. Uh, From the things that I know about certain people and the uh, horoscopes that have been read or the descriptions of that sign, uh, I tend to think there are several people close to me who fit their signs to a T, which does include myself. Now, the word zodiac actually translates to sculptured animal figures. So that is very much why there are more animals than uh, other figures depicted in the zodiac, of which there are 12 signs. Those 12 signs are, of course, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, 
Scorpio, Sagittarius. If I missed any, it's because I can't count. Well, th- now there's some debate that, that there's a there's a being the thirteenth sign, which is there uh, is actually I was going to cover that. Okay, well, then I guess I'll just let you there uh, run you with it. Go stepping all over me. What the hell am I going to do with you? <laughs> so now you made me lose my you made me lose my place in what I was doing, because I don't have my shit together today, as you're fully aware of. So go ahead and vamp for about 10 seconds while I figure this out. Well, it would help if I uh, didn't have my mute button. I have this problem with mute buttons. I don't know what it is. You're um, going to make me whip you again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, anyway. It, yeah, I th- there's... Yeah, and I think I was reading a little bit about this 13th sign, and it, it's interesting because, yeah, it, theoretically it shifts everything around because, you know, the the position, and that's something to understand is that, you know, when this stuff was, when when some of this when some of this stuff was uh, defined, right? It was it was defined. I think I think when we were talking earlier, it was you said it was they they had put it, they had um, defined it, or, you know, or at least written you know documented it in the fifteen hundreds. And you know, so the the planetary positions change constantly, right? And so that's a right. Well, that's what I was going to touch upon is that um never mind. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> pedal heads. I, when I wrote my notes for this, I'm not even going to lie. I've been so busy because I've taken on a second job that all the work I should have been putting into getting the show ready was literally done as my laundry was washing and drying at the laundromat this morning. So I'm horribly unprepared and I apologize to all of you because, you know, it's unbelievable. I just, yeah, Sir Bemrose, stop tape. Yeah, no, this is what makes our podcast so amazing is that we go off on these rabbit holes and we're real. We don't have to pretend like Adam and John, like everything's picture perfect. No, we show our warts and all. We put our dick on the table. Yeah, that's it. yeah. To, we, have, we already used that episode title, so we can't use it again. <laughs> well, no, but I can still use the terminology because it's my show and your show and we'll just do whatever the hell we want because we're the stars of this that, piece of shit. That's right, so... Um, it, it, and that, and, and the reality is with, with this stuff, yeah, it's there. Real life is happening, right? There's, there's no getting around the fact that, yeah, there's things are, uh, we're, we're doing our best to get the show, you know, to, to put out a quality product, but you know, the, but yeah, real life is uh, interceding and re- requiring a few other things. And yeah, but I think, um, you know, when we're talking, right. yeah, so have you, have you found your place again? You know, I, I did. Okay. I did find my place and it's actually the same place I had had. What I had done was I had added an asterisk about some other shit I wanted to talk about. The funny part is I didn't add the other part of the asterisk. So I have no idea where the hell it belongs. So we're just going to roll along like nothing ever happened. Cause that's how we do this. You know, podcasts like nobody's listening, even if Sir Bemrose is listening and you know, Dame Bemrose along with him. And you know, we do this for them as you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love them though very much. We thank them. Yeah. Okay, so in 2011, there was a debate over whether a 13th sign, a fish, a should be added to the zodiac in line with the fact that the Earth has moved on its axis. Zodiacs started being charted around about the 1500 BC. So they they were charted in relation to where the sun was in relation to the background constellations. And I just found my other asterisks, so never mind. <laughs> um, and it did have something to do with this, funny enough. Astrologers now know that the sun is stationary and that the 
process by which the Earth moves on its axis is known as precession. And due to this shift, the uh, chronology now shows the dates subsequently represent that each sign, um, sorry, it subsequently represents that the corresponding dates are now one sign to the west. So, with that being said, modern day calculations and forecasting are done based on where the planets and the sun are related to the 12 signs, which are fixed and are not based on where they're relative to the constellations. So what does that mean? Once again, no fucking idea. But it sounded good, didn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, what, 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 yeah, what, what is it they say if you can't uh, dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with bullshit? <laughs> Pretty much. You know, my grandfather used to say that. So, you know, shout out to my grandpa because that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So in some of the ancient cultures, astrology played an important role in their belief systems. So like in ancient uh, China, noblemen looked at eclipses or sunspots as um, importance of good or bad times for their emperors. And the Sumerians and Babylonians watched the planets and stars to track the location of the gods in the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah you're, and you're trying to reach a higher consciousness by lighting, by, by lighting your... I am. And you know why it wasn't working? Is because that lighter is solely for the incense cones that we burn. Aha. So, you know, it was kind of like you, you, karma's you, way of saying the wrong lighter. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you can't reach a higher consciousness if you can't light your your higher consciousness, <laughs> as it were. When Phoenix is not stoned, she cannot fucking function, <laughs> apparently, you know. <laughs> anyway. Don't even go there. Oh, my. That being said, uh, yeah. I'm going to actually tell you about my sign which happens to be a leo now leo in the original um if if we're not looking at the 13th uh sign runs from july 23rd to august 22nd it's the fifth sign of the zodiac And it spans 120th to 150th degree of celestial longitude. It's a fire sign that's ruled by the sun. And it's associated with the mythological uh, Nemean lion. Its opposite sign is Aquarius. And its current transitions are August 16th to September 15th. So remember I talked about one movement west. There's your movement. Now, Egyptians referred to it as Nem because it was present during the flooding of the Nile River. I do not understand. Hey, we got a couple other Leos in the pe- in in the blossom. Hot damn! Shout out to my Leo brothers. There you go. Now I don't understand why they thought. Well, no, I do understand why. They thought it had something to do with the flooding, but nevertheless. So, Cottonjin and Sharky have identified themselves as Leos. So, let me let me talk to you boys for a minute. 
this is this is what I got on what our sign is, and I want you to see if there's any comparisons to yourselves or any listeners in the future. You know, you know, consider for yourself: is this representative of you? Natural leaders. They're radiantly joyful. They're liberal with their appeal and endowments. Fiercely proud and confident. They love and live life to the fullest. They're very loving, theatrical, and creative. <laughs> oh, Sir Bemrose is on the cusp. Okay. That's cool. So, despite they despise small-mindedness and nitpicking, they can be obstinate, strict, and inflexible. They're warm-hearted, passionate nature with a great ability to innovate, naturally charismatic, confident, and determined. They're generous friends, they're loyal, and they're devoted partners who have a way of making others laugh and feel loved. Their love signs are compatible with Aries and Sagittarius. So, I can say from a personal standpoint, that nails me pretty much to a T. I have pretty much each and every one of those characteristics. I can't stand the nitpicking. The small-mindedness aggravates the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, oh, you can't I see. Yeah. Sir Bemrose said that he, uh, he was, oh my God, born at midnight. Between the 22nd and 23rd of September. How awesome is that? Yeah. So, Boundary yeah. between Virgo and Libra. Yeah, so so actually, I would imagine, Sir Bemrose, you probably exhibit both um, both qualities of that Zodiac, as it were. Well, I, oh! Well, Dave so, Bemrose is in the chat! Squeeze! Yeah, Hi, so, Dave Bemrose! Okay, so... Sorry. This is, okay, so this is probably where it gets into a little bit of... Uh, where I was going to... I went a little bit deeper on this, and so... Um, okay. Well, the, that was only my superficial... Right. Right. So I think, um, yeah, so the, there, there is, um, because there's a lot of, because the positions in the sky can matter kind of based on where you are in the world and, and so on, you could actually be either one. And if you actually pull the, the natal chart and, you know, where you are, you know, physically where you were born, um, you know, the time you were born and so, and so on, you, you could actually find out a lot more than just your sun sign. And that would probably get you, whether you're on, whether you're actually one or the other, uh, that we were, um, we were playing with that earlier and we didn't know um uh we didn't know phoenix's uh, exact birth time and so we got slightly different results than when we ran it again with the real time it's like okay and then the stuff some of that stuff is on the cusp or one way went the other so it's um you know that, that you can actually there, there are a couple of places that you can pull um a birth chart to find out if you're if you're really that interested right you can always find that stuff out right so so yeah, it's yeah. They actually, I think there's a little ass tick, right? That 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 shows up somewhere somewhere when you're reading the you know like the daily horoscopes or whatever that says you know the dates are right. It depends on what year. It depends on where you're born, kind of thing. If you're like on the cusp one way or the other. So you know, I'm clearly a Cancer because I'm like you know smack dab in the middle of the of the you know the the time. So, um, and if you read the stuff about Cancer, then you'd probably realize that yeah, I'm a Cancer. <laughs> so. Are we are we going into your segment, Phone Boy? No, we're, I'm sorry. We went. To, we, okay. we, we, no, we, we're not going into my segment. You haven't finished yours yet. I'm okay. just merely, you know, <laughs> I just merely stepped into my own rabbit hole. 
Well, that's okay. I, I like your rabbit holes. Uh, sometimes they are extremely useful, you know, especially when, you know, I can't find uh, what I'm looking for because I missed a component of our show today in my rush to, you know, get everything together. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the question is, do I have my stuff together? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that would be bad if I didn't, but... Uh. Well, do me a favor. <laughs> Stop tape and vamp for me for about 10 seconds. I just need... To yeah. get this composed. Now, of course, this this is this is the problem that we have to have with the uh, must must compose. We must compose ourselves. If we don't compose ourselves, then you know, uh, otherwise it's obscene. That's the point. Yeah, I can just keep playing clips into that. That that's I don't have to vamp. I can just you know. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the problem. I don't have what I thought I had. Wait a minute. Maybe I do. No. Really? Okay. She is stoned. <laughs> that's. Oh fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> I and, and 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 I and I'm and my tongue is drunk. So there you go. <laughs> oh, did you break out the whiskey foam boy? Mm-hmm. About time you did a little day drinking, son. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because I, I, I especially since I can't uh, imbibe in the whole ear because I don't have any at the moment. I know I can go get it, guys. Yes, it's because I'm. Yeah. Anyway, um, there details, that. technicalities. <laughs> we have some spare duct tape. Yes, of course. <laughs> Spare duct tape. That might that might be. A Thank show you, title. Dane Bemrose. That's a show title for sure. Spare duct tape. I, I'll, I'll go. I'll put that down in my <laughs> list of show titles. Dear God. Oh my. We need all kinds of spare duct tape. Um, so, did you find what you were looking for? Or do I um, need to try and? Um, do you really want me to answer that question honestly? Um, did I find it? Yes. Does it make any fucking sense? No. <laughs> I need to mute my IRC tab. Yeah, I probably do because okay. then everybody, because yeah, because there's. The, I wonder if because you're gonna edit this because I'm not gonna look like an asshole in uh, front of all of our listeners. What, what the hell? What the hell is this editing shit? What do you? What kind of you, a professional do you think I am? Uh, obviously not the consummate kind. With the fact you keep forgetting your fucking mute button. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Com- I, I do do that. Um, but yeah, there was a reminder that I should probably mute my IRC tab. Yeah, I did that. Okay, we we we're we're on. We're, <laughs> Oh, I love it when Sir Bemrose and Dame Bemrose are in the chat together. This is solid gold. Yeah, solid gold. So what I was going to say, phone boy, is if you wouldn't mind, we're going to introduce a new segment in The Blossom, which is the moment of meditation. So we're going to have a 60-second time frame where we're just going to breathe and transition. Yeah, yeah, I guess I I I should... And get into that really... Yeah, and get into that nice higher consciousness space that we all want to want to spend time in. Okay. Well, I guess I better play the clip, huh? Maybe.
during this time, we're going to do some Wim Hof breathing. And I'm going to have Phone Boy initiate the count since he's more familiar with it than I am. So, Phone Boy, if you would, let's have some deep breaths with the pedal heads. Count for four. Hold for seven. And breathe out in eight. And hold for eight. Breathe in for four. Hold for seven. And breathe out for eight. And right on cue, the dogs start barking. Gotta love it. <laughs> podcasting real life. Oh my god. Yeah, podcasting in real life, yes. Um, that is that is uh, I think I think I have to write that down as a potential show title. Podcasting in real life. This is this this is the way it works. Yeah, they're the uh, yeah, they get the yeah. Anyway, that's 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 a whole different discussion. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I guess that means you're done with your your bit, and I guess I need to do mine now. So um, that would be the smooth transition I was hoping for. That would be the smooth transition we we're hoping for. So, but if we had a smooth transition, it wouldn't be the Lotus Podcast. That's right. If, it, if we had, yeah, if, if we could start on time, it wouldn't be the Lotus Podcast. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds. Oh, I don't want to hear that shit. Considering the fact that how many times have we listened to bowl after bowl, and they're like 30 minutes in before they actually get anything because they're doing preliminaries shit happens life happens real couples exist and when they podcast together shit goes sideways and when friends podcast together shit goes sideways exactly so yeah here we are okay so i'm gonna before i get into the signs i'm actually gonna when I, i'll talk a little bit about the fact that now, when we talk about your sign, typically, we're talking about your sun sign. And that usually, uh, that has one element, that talks about one element of you. Now, if it turns out that the different planets and their positions in the sky talk about different things. Like, for example, uh, your you know, the moon, where that is in the sky, might speak to how you deal with your emotional health. If you talk about your rising sign or your ascendant sign, that, that's how you appear to other people. Uh, Mercury talks about communication. Venus talks about love. Mars talks about ambition. Jupiter, growth. Saturn, responsibility. Uranus, change. Neptune dreams and Pluto transformation. Now, um, and so when you do a, uh, a natal chart, which it basically is, it's a snapshot of where were all the planets at the time you were born, right? And, and in relation to, you know, where you are in the world and when you were born. And so um, based on that, you're able to determine what was in the sky at the time. And that's theoretically, you know, and theoretically, those are the planets that had, you know, that, that, sort of define who you are, right? And that now with any of this stuff, I think it's important to realize that, um, you know, like, like we, like, uh, we, like my, my podcasting partner said earlier, there's no quote unquote scientific proof with any of this stuff, but there, you, you start reading about some of the stuff and you start looking at it, you know, and realizing that it's, you know, and you start going deeper than just looking at your sun sign and going deeper than looking at the daily horoscope that the, that the, that the astrology site gives you, um, 
which is basically for everybody, right? Which means it's not going to be all that interesting. But when you start looking at it in your own context and you start looking at it, um, you know, you get something that's a little bit more personalized that takes your, you know, where things were in, your, in the sky. Then you then you start seeing a few more, um, you know, more it's more data points, right? The more data points you have on something, the the, the clearer the more and the clearer the picture is. And so, um, so what I so. I'll talk a little bit about cancer because that's what I am. I being being born in um, being born in July, uh, you know, the beginning of July, and uh, it's we're uh, we're month twinsies. Woohoo! Yeah, we're yeah we're but and we are uh, adjacent. Um, we are adjacent in the zodiac. Uh, so, um, okay. So the well, that would wait a minute. That would mean that you're a water sign then. I am a water sign. In fact, that that is that is exactly what I am. Ooh, no wonder why it's all steamy up in here. Now there you go. So, um, so the the dates according to the to the traditional um, to the traditional calendar are uh, for the for for Cancer are June twenty first to July twenty second. Uh, the the symbol is a crab, um, and some people say I'm a little crabby at times. Uh, I I am a water sign. Uh, the moon is my is my is my ruling planet. I guess my ruling house is the fourth. I don't know what that means. Um, the um, the birthstones are moonstone, pearl, emerald, ruby. Uh, the, yeah, the key traits are nurturing, vulnerable, and sentimental. Desire, simplicity, security, and connection. Yeah, I guess that, that seems to fit. And then, um, and then, um, you know, this it, it's it's the beginning of summer solstice, right? So typically, so yeah, I'm, and I'm I've always felt the more comfortable in the summer, but um, so. Um, Let's see. I'll, I'll read. I'll read the little summary here that I've got. Intuition and strong emotional intelligence serve as major strengths for the Cancer spirit. Cancers have a strong connection to their feelings and emotions, and are strong empathizers that make outstanding lifelong friends. They are commonly sought out for critical emotional support by their friends and loved ones, and pride themselves in the depth of care and love that they can share. Cancer's the fourth sign in the zodiac and rules the stomach. Oh yeah, I like I like me some food. Um, cancer marks the summer solstice and is the zodiac sign often associated with many successful people. One of the key characteristics of this sign is their ability to find common ground with all different kinds of people. They're sociable, intelligent, and able to relate to other zodiac signs in warm diplomatic ways. The crab is also a very generous zodiac sign that seeks to focus on the good of the group instead of self-serving themselves. Um, let's see. So we talk about the crab. Okay, so... Um, you know, the crab demonstrates the greatest emotional intelligence with abilities to relate, empathize, and sympathize like no other. The greatest strength that the crab possesses is the ability to read rooms and intuitively understand the underlying tones of, of others present, a near mythical ability that other zodiacs do not possess. Uh, crabs are loyal and will guard their spheres of loved ones as a crab would guard their cave. The crab is a steadfast, resilient zodiac sign, willing to invest unlimited time and resources to serve as her friends. Yeah, that all sounds good. Um, definitely a water sign. Um, which you know, I get. Which I guess, uh, yeah, the feelings run deep. Yeah, they definitely do. They definitely do that. If you know anything about me, you realize that. Yeah, uh, they those feelings can run pretty deep. Um, and waters. There is a lot of depth to phone boy that <clears throat> very few people know. Yeah, um, and I'll have to get. I'll when I do. I'll, I'll do my. Um, and I'll I'll do my. Uh, yeah, what do you call it? I will I will do my natal chart here in a little bit. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's there's there's a lot there. Um, but uh, we will. I'll actually start with my podcasting partners in crimes uh, natal chart. And I won't talk about everything, but this is um, 
but it, but we what what I did is I took the information she gave me about when and where she was born, and I plugged it into this uh, cafe astrology. I think is the site that I ended up pulling it out of, and um, and so it and it draws this little thing that shows you exactly. Um, it also well shows you where everything is and you know where, where it all you know where where everything was in the sky at the time that that uh, stuff was. Um, that that that's you know that when when I, when and where I was born. So, um, so I was born in the northern hemisphere in in um, you know in, in July. So it's definitely definitely a summer sign. Um, so, um, and I'll just the, usually the, the the most interesting things to read. And there's again there's the 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 charts track you know a few different things right. So there's all the different planets plus. Um, you know, and so plus the sun, the moon, and uh, yeah, so that so that you you get you know based on what the position of all of those, then how they relate to each other is how you're is what you're going to look like. So, um, so I will read what it says about mine, or I guess I'll read yours first. So your sun is in Leo, um, and the sun of the chart. Shows Shocker. Up. Yeah, there you go. Because we talked about your Leo, right? Um, so you know, let me I'll, and I'll look at some of this. That's. Yeah, I just I, all I did was pull this out of the cafe astrology and I printed it out because yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's nice to have things on paper. Um, so um, always a fan of a hard copy. Yes, always a fan of a hard copy. Yeah, that that might that actually might. That's yeah. a show title. Jeez, you gotta gotta hit me with a show title. Yeah, I'll, uh, 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 always a fan of the show. Always a fan of hard copy. I gotta write that down. I cannot write fast enough for for this, but. Um, so, um, and but, I'm the one who's stoned. Like, seriously, <laughs> what is wrong with this dynamic? Yeah. So you could. Re there's a, there's a but to say about Leos here, but uh, but um, what's interesting is probably actually what I'm going to pull up. This is probably much more interesting. Is that I, um, your there? I will talk about the first triad and a couple of the th things in here. So it's the and it's actually with for for you, right? You are a um, your moon is actually in. I think we said your moon was in Scorpio. Oh, no, actually, what we said for you is actually we well, are double Leo, um, because we actually when we ran your when we ran the chart again after we knew when you were born, your moon is so so the sun, the moon, and your ascending sign say a fair bit about you, and so that that's what we're gonna we're actually gonna look at here. So I did not I did not print mm, this putting one out. me on display. Yeah, you are your yeah your sun and your the sun and the moon are in Leo for you. So. And I'm just going to, I'm going to read some of this here. So, I'll, and I'll put links to this. I always show. knew I was special. Yeah. So, um, okay. So people born under Lear said to have a variety of characteristics. This includes strong sense of compassion, generosity, loyalty, and leadership. The Leo sun, Leo moon is a sign that is known for being life of the life of the party. Oh, she is the life of the party. I'll say that. Uh, they are also headstrong and direct. Yeah, very much so. Uh, this personality trait also allows Leos to never back down from an argument or stand down when they believe in something. They also have an aura about them that makes the people want to be around them and be influenced by them. The courageous and adventurous Leo is a great addition to the family, always willing to take on a challenge. A real charmer, they make an unforgettable first impression. They have a lot of energy, creativity, and they love to be in the middle of things. Individuals born under the sign are famous for being leaders and ready to take charge or step up to the plate if necessary. Leos are known for their creative ideas and ability to sustain a long-term relationship. Uh, people with the moon in Leo are incredibly dynamic and creative. They are natural leaders who inspire others to follow their direction. 
A colorful variety of the Leo traits, the Moon and Leo person has a great sense of style. They aren't affronted by extravagance, and sometimes they exaggerate their generosity as well as their creative abilities to dominate other people around them. They seek out attention and are totally comfortable being the center of it. Anything that another person might think is ostentatious is right up that person's alley. Now, that might be what I know about you. You're not you're not as ostentatious, but yeah, it's uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, I could see you being the center of attention, uh, for sure. Um, the moon and Leo... What are you trying to say, uh, phone boy? Um, just reading what it says here. <laughs> I call bullshit. Oh, let's see. The moon and Leo person loves to be the center of attention, will gladly take the lead on a variety of projects. With a charismatic personality and creative vision, they're born leaders. Their personality favors... Phone boy. Yes, my motto in life. Yes. Yeah, their personality favors leadership and creativity. On the downside, they may be arrogant and require flattery at times to feel loved. Uh, well, okay, so I guess I got to put, I guess I got to do. Love you, mean it. Yeah, I got to put that in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, if I, I love you too, phone boy. <laughs> oh my. There, uh, let's see. Um, a moon in Leo is very enthusiastic and loves to have fun. He loves being the center of attention, and he will charm. Uh, he well, she will uh, will charm almost anyone she meets because of her charismatic personality. They are creative, energetic, and great communicators. You wouldn't want to get on the bad side of someone with Leo Sun and Moon, as they are generous and loving, but also passionate and forceful. They are the idealist, the biggest dreamer of all, pressured by the feeling that they should be living up to a grandiose vision of themselves and going for it all. They nonetheless hesitate, wait until someone else takes the lead. Let's see what I just I'm, I'm, There's a lot of stuff in here. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, and there's a section in here about women, and it's, but yes, yeah, so this is a, um, but, it, but again, um, radiates an irresistible radiance in passion and vitality. Uh, so. But flush with energy, charm their way to success and influence. Yes, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, and and don't like being manipulated, of course, which is not, which is yeah, uh, strong personality for sure about that. A regal presence about her. Well, she's 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 a goddamn princess. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know how, how much more regal can you get? Uh, You're gonna make me do it, aren't you, phone boy? You make you play the damn clip. Yeah, it's your it's your clip. Yep, yep I know it. My God, you're gonna make me do it. Yeah, you are. I got. I've got. I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. Mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. That says it all. Yep. So there you go. There's there's a bunch of stuff there, but I'll let you. Um, I'll leave it. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can see it for if you. She's got a double Leo. Um, you know, and then the. And you actually think anybody's gonna give a shit to look at my thing? Seriously, come on. Yeah. <sighs> You're you're so pessimistic. It's just you're you're a sentence. No phone boy. I'm realistic. Okay, I am nothing special. That is not true. We 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 know better than that. So where okay? So where's your ascending sign? I'm trying to find it in this freaking thing because that was the other thing I wanted to look at. Your um, I. Th- I think what it said in here. What is your ascending sign? It's supposed to say what your ascending sign is in here. Oh, your ascendant in Capricorn. That's what it says. So, which is which? I should also I, that I should also look up on the on the li- on the list. And I did, but I didn't do that. Bad phone boy. Um, for because for whatever reason I did not do that. Um, 
But here, let's. Um, but I'll do. But and that because here, let's actually say what ascendant in Capricorn because that's actually there's there's a bunch of stuff here. So you, so the ascendant defines in part the first impression we make on others in a personal rather than professional sense. It represents our physical appearance, our physical bodies, and overall health, and the body ego. It can be the mask or costume we, we wear to greet the world. It reveals our natural and personal defense mechanisms that we use to adapt to and cope with our environment. The Ascendant also shows our first impressions of the world around us and our expectations of same, whether we are naturally hesitant or enthusiastic, for example. How we begin new projects and how our attitude towards new experiences come under the rule of the Ascendant. There is a seriousness to people like yourself who are born with Capricorn rising that is unmistakable. Even when you're joking around, it's often of the deadpan variety. Plenty of very humorous people have Capricorn ascendance. It's all in the timing and the fact that you don't giggle before the joke is over. You project competence. You simply ooze it. You may very well be image conscious. The clothes you wear and the image you're projecting are big deals to you. If you want to appear successful, you're very likely to succeed. Most of all, however, it's about not wanting to show your vulnerabilities. In order to keep people from seeing them, you can don quite a mask. Often the ascendant persona is one that was forced upon us by family conditioning. For example, many parents labor their Libra ascendant child the nice one, their Aries ascendant child the independent one, and their Pisces ascendant child is the one who's often dreaming. We adopt these roles as familiar ones and often carry them with us as our defense mechanisms in some way or another for the rest of our lives. In the case of your ascendant, you may have been considered the responsible or stoic one. You might have looked around and felt this the need to be structured, dependable, and responsible members of the family. So often Capricorn rising people adopted a strong sense of tradition, family, and responsibility at a very young age. Of course, with any mask, you sometimes limit yourself. For example, you may feel at times very alone. It can be very difficult to break out of that role being responsible, stoic, and competent one to ask for help. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you are very likely big on family and forever worry about security for yourself and your dependents. You come across to others as hardworking, competent, and dependable. What others may not see under that cool, even suave exterior is an inner struggle. You might often ask yourself, am I doing enough? Do I deserve all this? How could I make things better? You worry a lot about the future, and this can make you one of the best planners. And yeah, I can assure you that this that this applies very much to uh, uh, my podcasting partner in crime. Uh, we, yeah. we talk about, um, we talk so about plan levels. B through Z a lot. Yep, that would be me. Yeah. I always have to have the plan B through Z because you never know when it's going to go pear-shaped and the shit's going to hit the fan and uh, you want to not get covered in it. Yeah, exactly. The rising sign also reveals our, our in initial reactions to new situations. With Capricorn rising, you have a very cautious approach to new things and situations. You're not one to react immediately and excitedly. You scope out the situation cautiously and avoid jumping too quickly to conclusions. Although success m may seem to have come easy nope. to you. Nope. I gotta jump all up in there. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I am a fiery phoenix for a reason. I pop off like a bottle rocket when shit goes pear. I'm just saying yeah, but that doesn't mean yeah, that, that doesn't mean you're not going to be you know, um, yeah. The, the, yeah, after I get a after I get a better perspective, I you know, I'm able to you know, forge forward. But boy, that initial reaction is a bitch. Yeah, although success may seem to have come easy to you, it probably hasn't. You just made it look that way with your patient, hardworking, driven personality. Some Capricorn rising people practice some forms of self-denial. If you're one of these, you know you, you know how to do away with the frivolous. Still, you spend money on the clothes you really want, the ones with the right labels, that is, and other status symbols. You don't do that. However, there's another group of Capricorn rising people no, who do I just don't. the opposite. They're very much against keeping up with the Joneses. Now, that is definitely you. 
Although you're rarely showy, your quiet air of success may very well be the result of conscious effort. You can be controlled and guarded, and you're also highly respected and dignified. You're often drawn to, or you attract, partners who are warm, emotional, family-loving, supportive, and or sensitive, perhaps a strong cancer influence in their charts. You might find what? yourself... That's Wait, what, it, what did you just say? That's literally what it says. I, I'm just, a cancer. <laughs> that's literally Bone what Boy, you're a cancer. Uh, I'm just saying. Can, and I, you're single. <laughs> and so am I. I'm just saying. Could it be? No, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my, you often find yourself attracting people who feel feel need to be taken care of and you can be a very supportive partner to them. You can be a doting partner, in fact. You are valued for your unique insight into the world around you and your reliability and dependability. You are wonderfully stable and you can be counted on for giving practical advice. Uh, more often than not, Capricorn rising individuals are success stories. Their childhoods may have been difficult, but they slowly but steadily turn their lives around. Saturn rules this ascendant and often makes a kind of backward way of living. As children, they are serious and bear a lot of responsibility as they grow up. They age beautifully, learning how to loosen up. The condition of Saturn in your chart by sign, house, and aspect can modify these characteristics, adding more layers to this interpretation. More on Capricorn rising. Okay, there's a link. Okay, so that is... <laughs> yeah. Oh my. In in any case, yeah. So there and there's a and, and this You you do realize, phone boy, that one of my greatest joys in life is when I get to talk to you on Saturdays and I get to screw with you because <laughs> it's so easy to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I take childish joy in fucking with you. <laughs> Well, I, I, and it entertains the it entertains the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? They had a great goddamn time. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. That's right. And and you've always told me the podcast like no one's listening. So you know, with no one listening, I can say that uh, yeah, I'm having a great goddamn time. There you go. Exactly. So, um, there's a lot more stuff in this, and I could I could I could uh, you know I could certainly read it for a while. But but again, I think this, there's a lot of. Um, and I actually I do want to I do want to pull that up, um, or I was going to pull up the the ascent the this uh, let's see uh, wait, I can, I'm going to have to actually because I didn't pull I did not pull this up Leo uh, Leo Sun Capricorn Capricorn Rising I got I got yeah I'm doing I'm doing a live Google search on the air it's great radio y'all <laughs> yeah and Sir Bemrose in the chat uh, apparently I'm a natural born troll. <laughs> I take that as a massive compliment. Uh, my father would be proud. I, one of the few things he did instill in me, other than god awful fear, is the ability to be a smartass. So let me. Okay, I'll read what this says. Uh, so, born under Leo Sun Capricorn rising signs, you are compassionate, reliable, and resourceful. You are an innovative thinker and a perfectionist. You have a keen interest in politics, business history, and the arts. Like all Leos, you have an enormous amount of energy and confidence, but when life turns sour, you can be prone to depression. Leo Sun Capricorn Rising is a blend of Leo and Capricorn signs. Those with Leo Sun Capricorn Rising are usually ambitious, confident, strong-willed, self-assured, and perfectionist. The Leo Sun Capricorn Rising individual is the master of long-range planning. Here, here we go again. While most lions bluster and exaggerate to impress loved ones, these individuals have the intelligence and patience to set their paws on the path to success. 
These types are sometimes even considered controlling or domineering because they know what must be done with the end in view and have the self plus self discipline to see that it gets done. Leo sir, Leo Sun Capricorn rising is as rare as a black swan. The Capricorn rising individual will have strong financial knack and keen judgment and ability to arise above the mire of everyday life. Well, that sounds quite hopeful. And I think that's a... That's that is actually quite... Uh, yeah, I would say it's quite accurate. I would say so. Okay. Well, I guess I should read my own, huh? Maybe. I am absolutely breathless with anticipation to hear yours. Yeah. So, okay. So I was born in the... So this is... So let me go talk about my stuff here. So... Um, I'm, I'm pull, I pulled up mine, and I, I will put the I'll put the natal charts in the show notes for you guys to look at if you are if you are so interested. Um, it's interesting. So, um, yeah, um, it, it's yeah that my son is my son is definitely in cancer, and I have a strong survival instinct and protective of those I care about and myself. Um, quite re- uh, resident about sharing my inner self with the rest of the world, and and I definitely I definitely have a very accurate. Medicine. Yeah. Um, reputation for moodiness. Oh yeah. Um, although this, although this trait is most evident when the moon is in cancer. Um, uh, although that is not the case for me. My moon is actually in, where is my moon? Um, where, I don't know, but your head's in your anus, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the obvious joke. It's in Scorpio though. If you can, if you must know, um, so, yeah, it's the obvious, it's the low hanging fruit, but you know what? I like low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Uh, I like low hanging fruit might be a show title because <laughs> because why not? If I can, if I can actually write that, that would be that would be a good that would be good. Yeah, that be that would be helpful. So, um, let's see. With the Cancer Sun, you need roots. You resist change to an extent and concern yourself with being secure and safe in most everything you do. Yeah, that that yeah. The, therefore, the last uh, the last three months has been rather yeah. It's been a bit of <laughs> been a bit of a it's challenge. Been hell, ladies and gentlemen, hell. I tell you. Yeah. Um. I'm. Yeah, you're very likely intrigued by objects with history attached to them, antiques, photos, souvenirs, and the like. Um. I think that's true. I'm always interested in the history of something. I'm often, you know, you're often guided by your feelings as you size up places, people, and situations based on how they make you feel and what, sen- what, what you sense of them. Cancer's lives often grow easier as they grow old, as they get older. That is definitely true. Um, you think uh, your life's gotten easier? Um, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, success-wise, yeah, I can see that. Well, no, but I think, you know, of course, of course right now I'm going through the... The divorce well, I mean, that's that's kind of where I was at with it was like, you know, 25 years with with with, uh, you know, with that. Um, yeah. Soundboard that won't fucking fire. That's what that is because it's connected to Bluetooth. So, yeah, never mind. You know what I'm saying? Cunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, so others find you complex, interesting, and sometimes baffling. I've been I've been described as an enigma, so I guess that's true. Um, you'd rather hide your vulnerability, particularly in your youth. Although as you age, you learn to work with it. Your love runs deep as you love people, but you need your emotional space from time to time. A retreat of sorts is is a necessity. It may seem to others that you take longer than most to process your feelings. While your personality appears changeable, and your moods certainly are, you tend to resist external changes as you cling to habits of the past more than most signs. 
Cancer is a compassionate, sensitive sign. You don't always appreciate it when others are blunt with you, although I, that um, you feel there are kinder, more subtle ways of expressing truths. Your reaction to hurt will depend on how thick a shell you've developed over the years. Most, can most cancers react by withdrawing and retreating. Some have developed an ability to manipulate others to get what they want. They avoid direct confrontations almost as a rule. There's a high need for cancers to feel out the environment around them before trusting it. Nobody likes rejection or ridicule, but cancers often make this big decisions in their lives just to avoid the chance of these things. Oh, yeah. Uh, might explain my entire freaking marriage and why I stayed married for as long as I did. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, so you are, in fact, quite yielding and soft when others have you in the right mood. Quick, somebody grab the duct tape and put it over my mouth because I swear to God, I'll go on him today, ladies and gentlemen. I will, because that's oh my god, yeah. how you stay for twenty five years in fat. Yeah. Okay. I, sorry, I, yeah. Yeah. you're my buddy, and I just it makes my head hurt to yeah. think about ah yeah. ah yes. So okay, so cancer is one of the more hospitable signs of the zodiac. Sure, you can be touchy and indirect at times, but you're also a very dependable, caring soul. Even if you don't quite know how much. Uh, you have loads to share with others once you feel safe enough to open up. You are loyal and you will hold on to those you've allowed into your private circle. You are warm, thoughtful, and full of love. Uh, your sun sign is modified by various factors, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This is where it's... The ascendant's a little bit interesting. Um, my ascendant is actually in Libra. So, my mom was a Libra, if I remember correctly. Um, the, cool. So, let's see. Everybody seems to like people with your Libra rising sign. I am. I guess. I guess people do like me. Uh, you. You. You just come across yeah, as exceptionally. Yeah. Think. Yeah. You just come across as exceptionally nice, pleasant, and fair. While the condition of Venus in your chart can modify this, many. Many of you give an easy, warm, and approachable first impression. Look a little closer at the lives of people with your ascendant, and these are nice people. These nice people may have had quite a few problems with, with in their relationships. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Some of them have had a string of relationships, and it can be hard to imagine why. Perhaps it's because people with Libra ascendants attract others to them effortlessly. Besides, they often don't know what to do with themselves without a significant other. Of course, not all Libra rising people are made the same, and some simply come across as compassionate, companionable, but are, but are quite fine on their own. You often might be found smoothing everything over. You do love pleasant surroundings. You likely have a particularly charming smile, a gentle approach with others, and an easygoing image. Even those Libra ascendant natives who are not endowed with classic <clears throat> looks. If I can jump in here. Okay. Um... Yeah, that smile thing. Yeah, I've been tracking your smile. Um, it's changed. Oh, Since really? you filed for your divorce, you have a real smile, phone boy. You had a very fake smile before. And, and I told you this, you know, off air, that when I, I, when I saw that smile, that was not a genuine smile. There was great sadness in your heart, and I could see it. And now you have... I don't know what's changed, but um, you have a genuine smile. I think maybe the feeling of not... Um... God damn it, Sir Bemrose. <laughs> oh, man. Great guy. Um, yeah, just your smile, you know, it, it's a lot more genuine and, and brighter. And I think getting the weight of that heifer off you, you know, definitely probably helped. I, I just thought I'd interject that, that, you know, as someone who has been enamored with you and who is so humbled to be your podcast partner in crime. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, you know, to just not to go too far down that rabbit hole, but 
Yeah, I, I actually had, so I had dinner with some friends last night and and we were talking about you know Groovy. All, of, all of the uh, all you know they're actually going through um, or they went through some years ago a similar situation to what I'm going through right now. Uh, there the parallels are uncanny with 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 this and um, and so we were talking about uh, and, and you know they and they and they've known me you know for they've known me for uh, probably since 2006 or 2007 and. Uh, and yeah, and it was, um, that's a good long time. That's good. That's a good, good long time. And so they knew that, um, and I think they knew even fairly early that, that, that I, you know, in, in that time that I maybe wasn't as happy as I could be, uh, or, and, and now, you know, they made the comment like, yeah, you, you look a whole lot better and, you know, not just, you know, not just because of all the, you know, the health changes I made, but because like, yeah, I'm actually happier. Right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm still, still going through all of the, the legal balagan, right. That, that I've got to go through, but, um, the uh but even with even going through all of that yeah it's just it's like it's nice to be in my own space and not be um you know and, and yeah that that helps a lot right and so yes that that causes that smile to come out so um and yeah well i'm i'm glad that it did because it's a beautiful smile and i'm glad you're sharing it with the world now yeah now i've got to be uh let's see i've got to go see where the heck i was uh, i have a, yeah i was talking about um Let's see. Uh, okay, so uh, the sign of Libra aims. Don't for, don't we just love the phone boy thinking sound effects? Yeah. Well, you know, there, I wish I I wish I could play the Jeopardy, you know, the Jeopardy theme or something like. You know, oh, that's a good idea. We we might could uh, have to clip that at some point. Yeah. Well, I've, I'm sure I've got it, but you know, of course, Chris, of course, we could also play the. Well, I like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, the um, let's see. I can be enormously persuasive, although you will you will almost always use a soft shell approach when you want to win others over, which is all or most of the time. A tendency to pass the buck and keep up that nice guy gal image can be your your worst qualities. However, you can make an excellent mediator and will generally be the first to accommodate others. Peacemaking and diplomacy are powerful and necessary skills, and you have them down pat. Because Aries, Libra's opposing sign, is on your partnership sector or descendant, you might often you might often find yourself attracted to competent, active partners. This can work out very well as your partner can take on the role that you don't want for yourself. If it does cause problems, then there are some things to consider, however. For one, this can sometimes mean that your close relationships have bickering or competitiveness as themes. The more you learn to accept the blame rather than attempt to push it onto others, this can certainly decrease. You have a sweet image, yes, but if you over-identify with this image, which is very easy to do, then this can cause some interpersonal problems. In other instances, however, you attract aggressive people into your life because you seem so malleable. This can be toxic. You need to draw some boundaries. Most of the time, however, seeking out a more assertive partner works just fine for you and, and will have and and much will have to do with how Mars ruler of Aries is doing in your chart. Yeah, there's Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to understand how this may have played into my marriage, but this will anyway. Um Yeah, because well, what, what is your ex-wife's sign? Uh she is a Oh, and, Gem and, and remember, okay, I was going to remember, you know, that, um, Todd? is not a, um, Todd! not a zodiac sign. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a, yeah, not a zodiac sign. That might actually, that might actually be a good title too. 
That would actually be a really good title. Yeah, except yeah, except I can't use the c word as that because that you know that, that would probably get, uh, get well. There, that's way. why that's why asterisks exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or, or you could say see you next Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities here. That is, yeah. My father used to say, you know, can't understand normal thinking. Yeah, well, that works too. Exactly. Um, let's see. Um, anyway, you are wonderfully gracious and accommodating, making your real asset to any group. You're remarkably skilled at negotiating and harmonizing. You're a people person, and you're always intrigued by how people interact with one another. Cooperation comes very easily to you. In fact, it's usually your first instinct. Libra is an air sign, and yes, sometimes people with your ascendant can come across as airheads. However, that can simply be a first impression. You prefer to avoid direct confrontation. However, you can be quick to point out injustices. Oh yeah, those are those, both of those things are true. I you prefer people are treated fairly and as all equals. I'm going to say silently correcting grammar. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in here, but. Um, so an imbalanced, chaotic environment can be particularly challenging for you to navigate and can lead quite a bit of anxiety. Well, it sounds like, like the beginning part of my divorce. <laughs> you will do whatever you can to balance things out. You pay more attention than most to sounds, colors, and others' moods around you, and you can spend quite a bit of time and energy on attempts to bring things into harmony. For your own health and well-being, you can benefit from taking extra time to yourself learning what it is you need and want. Um, and as you may too often confuse others' needs and wants with your own. If you end up going along with others so that you can keep the peace, you may be doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Um, Your fucking marriage! Marriage! Yeah, yeah, I clip. Yeah. Okay, well, I, gotta, I have to load it. I don't have it loaded, but I need to... Okay, well, let's, let's load the... Let's load it because it is... Uh, here it is. It is... Ah... Uh, Princess Bride, and we have Mowage. 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 Yeah, oh, that, or you want to, you want to do the whole thing? The marriage speech? The, you got to do, yeah, we got to play the whole Mowage. speech. Mowage. Mowage is what brings us together today. Mowage, that wicked arrangement. That dream within a dream. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or that nightmare. <laughs> As I've often said, living the dream one nightmare at a time. Yeah, I thought that was my line. Um, well, maybe I stole it. Yeah, maybe you maybe, did. You know. Uh, there you go. Um, all right, so my moon's in Scorpio, though. Which, so... I have no snappy comeback for that. No. While others may find security and comfort in material things, you seek out emotional intensity. Oh, that's definitely true. No matter what, there's something very intense about people with the moon and Scorpio. They are diggers when it comes to the world of emotion. They can see beyond facades and cut right to the core of a person. They're, this ability to see what isn't obvious to the rest of the world can be intimidating to others or wildly attractive, depending upon the audience. 
Oh, that might explain some stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, your deep-seated need for transformation and rebirth can manifest itself in your life in different ways. You have a powerful, emotionally intense life. You might feel like it's beyond your control. You seem to attract emotional upheaval and your life can appear to consist of plenty of dramatic ups and downs. However, once you accept transformation as an emotional need, rebirth and change don't need to be so dramatic and overwhelming. In some way or the other, you seek out intense experiences. When life becomes too ordinary or regular, there can be an unconscious need to test your emotional strength and stir up emotional excitement. Self-awareness and acceptance is probably the best way to handle this deep need for emotional drama. Although I'm not into emotional drama. That's, I don't know about that. But, um, but I No, think you are one of the most anti-drama chill individuals I've ever known. Yeah, unfortunately, I've been stirring... I have been st stirring... There's been a lot of drama in my life, so and I've unfortunately I've put it out into the world. So, um, but oh, you mean you know stirring the shit pot there? Details. Yeah. Anyway, um, doing things halfway or having meaningless relationships simply doesn't fulfill you. You want all or nothing. That is definitely true. Um, you might also court a strong fear of betrayal in early life. You seek out commitment, and you might feel the need for a partner to give up something for you. If this fear is overpowering, you might even put someone you love through a series of tests, and this is not always conscious. Your apparent suspicion can be trying for the people who love you. However, once committed, Moon and Scorpio people can be the most loyal and protective partners around. Over time, you're likely to learn through trial and error to trust. You can be immensely attracted to that which is dark, mysterious, taboo, secret, or hidden. You're drawn to the hidden layers of life, people, and situations. You're highly observant and perceptive, too. You notice things that others miss, especially emotional nuances and subtleties. Even the shy lunar Scorpios have an enormous presence. Their lives are emotion-driven, yet many Moon and Scorpio natives spend a lot of time controlling and mastering their emotions. With your Moon and Scorpio, your intuition is enormous, although it's sometimes self-serving. Tend to radiate strength. In the, even in the absence of experience, you seem to just know things. It would be difficult to shock or scare you, you away in the face of emotional honesty and power. Some people instinctively oh want to... Oh my god, is that true? Yeah, well, yeah, given some of the... Yeah, given some of the stuff that we've... Uh, the, the, uh, see the last episode, for example, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see... Um, some people instinctively want to lean on you, and others less, other less brave folk run a little scared. You possess an exceptional radar that allows you to size up a situation and a person quickly and expertly. This ability to understand human motivation and nature can be too close for comfort for some and enormously comforting for others. Oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, when the night of the insurrection comes to mind. Uh, yeah, you are highly intelligent and astute. Those Scorpio moons who use their enormous powers for in intimacy and honesty are the happiest, and they make the most interesting and rewarding friends, partners, and lovers. So there you go. Truth, truth, and truth, yeah. I would think. Okay. Now, I've got a couple other things, because this is where the, this is where the, uh, let's see. So let's do the Cancer Sun Scorpio Moon, just for the sake of argument. So, uh, yeah. People with the Cancer Okay, um, go ahead. hold on, because... I have to say this because <clears throat> this just came to mind. The argument thing, we're going to need you to play the Monty Python uh, argument skit in the post-production because you mentioned it. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Because there's an argument. So, um, all right. So let's talk about sun, Cancer Sun Scorpio Moon. It's just, I think it's, uh, yeah, emotional walls are an issue with, with uh, yes, I definitely have that. Um uh, I am really surprised that I don't like I 
I guess maybe because I am sort of on the cusp of cancer, because I do see a lot of similarities in what you're reading with my own personality, but yeah. please proceed. Yeah. So I think, again, that's a little more complicated than the sun sign, though, of course. And that's, I think that's what, so the other, the other, your other aspects might drift you one way or the other toward those things. Likewise, they might drift me that it, it yeah this it's it is interesting and i think you know and it was funny because i was when we were when we were researching the the 13th zodiac sign it said everything shifts one over it's like okay well that would mean i'm in gemini and i read the stuff in gemini and went yeah that's not me at all right it's just not even not even close right so um right and that would shift me to virgo no no it shipped you to cancer actually oh well that would be apt yeah i think it was i don't know but the dates are different but yeah, so I think I've I don't read, know. I've, I've been a Leo I've, my whole life. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I've been yeah. I'm I'm I am a Cancer. That is that is that is that. Um, let's see. I'm just seeing if there's anything in here I haven't already said before because they because it's again I'm looking at different sites. Um, um, yeah, I'm my am I stubborn? Yeah, I guess I'm stubborn. Let's see what it says here. Um, this is the. Um, yeah, the Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon is the sign of home, family, and security. Cancer people love comfort, routine, and familiarity. They need to feel secure in order to flourish both professionally and personally. Yeah, that's true. Um, if your son is in Cancer, you're likely to be caring, kind, and gentle, and emotionally sensitive. We already said that. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, so this is... so. There's a psyche that surrounds Cancer Scorpio people. They are somewhat mysterious by nature, and the reserved attitude often prompts people to believe they are cold or unfriendly. In contrast to this, people born with the sun and Cancer often display incredibly strong loyalty to friends and family. Uh, let's see. Intense, passionate, driven, and determined are all words that describe those born with Cancer Sun Scorpio Moon. That would be me. Um, they are very emotional, nurturing, and always sensitive to the needs of others, but may tend to keep their own concerns for themselves. Um... Cancer, Sun, Scorpio, Moon people are very emotional, secretive, and extremely sensitive. They don't like to show their true feelings toward the world, but they reveal them somewhere private. That is definitely true. Cancers are usually good listeners and adore animals. Uh, although these dogs that are around here, they tend to get a little... Anyway, they... Yeah, they... they, they yeah, two of them like to uh, sniff my crotch, like, obsessively. It's kind of weird. It's, so, yeah. That's not... That's no... Okay, so... Funny ball ball. A bunny ball ball. What? It's from um, Hudson Hawk. Okay. Um, let's see. Cancer Scorpio individuals traditionally believe to exhibit the following traits. Always keeping the door open, constantly on duty, having a multifaceted personality, and embracing new relationships as the old ones end. These individuals can be found in blue-collar occupations such as oil construction, trucking, plumbing, or auto mechanics. I would also say dudes, dudes named Ben kind of fall into that category. Um because that's that's at the, least you that's well that's the blue well that you know that's i think that's the blue collar you know that that's the uh you know the blue collar job in the you know the white collar world right because dude named ben's usually considered a um a white collar job but it's all it's the probably one of the more blue collar jobs in the in that uh, in that industry um although i'm sure that some folks in there would um um yeah you know anyway it's this is so let's see what we got here um uh let's see Oh, that's you. Okay, that's yours. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I need to look at my own here. There we go. Because I'm going. Wait a minute. I, didn't I just do that? Here we go. Um, yeah, I'm highly emotional, and sensitive. Blah blah blah. We already talked about that. 
protective, passionate, emotional, secretive, and volatile are all words which describe the Cancer Sun Scorp Scorpio Moon pairs pairing. They're fiercely loyal to their loved ones and nurturing when it comes to their families. Um, yeah, except when they except when they abandon you. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, yes, the Cancer Sun sign and Scorpio Moon sign combinations give you a em very emotional and intense personality. That is definitely true. Um, let's see. Yeah, when it comes to the personality traits, Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon men are very deep and mysterious. They are one of the most complex signs in the in the zodiac. I guess that I guess that means I'm an enigma. Is that what it means? Um, uh, sure. That's what I've told you. I think you're an enigma, uh, so we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just kind of going, again, I'm trying not to say the stuff that I've already said about it because the, the stuff, some of the stuff kind of repeats itself, but, uh, gentle and caring, a Cancer Sun Scorpio Moon man is capable of giving love that only deepens over time. He's dependable when he gives his word, but he doesn't give it easily. That is definitely true. Um, and that actually is actually, I find I, there's, um, my, um, so I, I have a, I kind of have a funny story about that. And uh, I love our rabbit holes. Go for it. Yeah. And, and fortunately involves my marriage, but it, it's, a, it's, but it explains a lot. I think. Uh, Laysai. Yeah. Laysai. But, um, so, uh, she always used to, um, she, she always wanted, you know, I don't know. It's when I was when I couldn't honestly give my word on something, she, that wasn't good enough for her. And, you know, I'm trying to be honest with her about, it's like, yeah, this, you know, who knows how, what could happen in it. And it's funny. Cause I could see she does the same, she, she does the same thing to the kids. It's like, okay. You know, you, you know, it's like the, she wants, she wants, uh, it's like she wants it her way or something. I don't know. That's just, that's just, that's just uh, my opinion, man. I don't know how true that is, but, uh, um, but yeah, that it's, but yeah, let's that, just assume with everything else we know that it's true. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, <sighs> let's see. Oh, stewardess. I speak jive. Yeah. We needed that. So, um, yeah, we need a little break. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who likes? I, I wish I could live a calm life. Uh, that would be the nice thing. Uh, he's deeply and profoundly emotional. That is true. Tendency to be extremely protective towards those he cares about. It can be quite moody and temperamental. As a cancer said, he's usually very receptive and good at listening to others' feelings and understanding their pain and experiences. Okay, so uh, let's see. Underneath his tough exterior is a warm heart that truly cares for others. There's a strong feminine side to him, and he easily gets enamored by the charm of an older man. Uh, that is, um, yeah. I don't know what older man I'd be enamored with, but uh, so, okay. But I think, I think that's all I had. I, there, I mean, there's the problem is I could go read this stuff forever. And, and, and this is, you know, I think with all this stuff, you just have to realize that um, it's, keep in mind that a lot of this stuff is, it's additional context, right? And the more information that you, uh, if that you provide through this, you know, when you're, I don't know, when you're doing the research or whatever, um, I think the the better, right? It's it, it, the more accurate it is. If you're just looking at the sun sign, you're missing out on a lot of the picture, right? If you're look if you look at all the other signs and you start seeing, it's like okay, at least it it sort of explains stuff. It's not going to necessarily predict the future. It's kind of like tarot, right? It, I mean, tarot doesn't tell you anything you don't already know. I, I don't think uh, astrology necessarily tells you anything you don't already know. Although I did, um, 
I remember many, many years ago, I paid to have a, a, a reading done um, and it was sent to me, you know, and this was, this was like early internet days. Um, and the, I, I don't have the book anymore, but it, it's funny because they actually predicted I'd write a book and I ended up writing two. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a whole different thing. And that's, but uh, you know, and, and it's, a lot of it just gives you, um, <clears throat> it gives you additional context and it may or may not be, you know, again, you may, you may find things in there that might give you some insight or maybe, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's completely wrong. I don't know. Or maybe it tells you that, um, you know, the information you thought about yourself was incorrect. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 again, it's like anything we don't, we don't really know, man, but, but, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting rabbit hole to go down. And it's, as I've been, um, you know, in, on my own journey here, kind of, uh, you know, getting getting myself back to the to center and whatnot, and understanding kind of the, you know, who I am as a person, um, it's been helpful. Not you know, not to say that it's defined me. It's just kind of it's just like, yeah, that's me, right? And it's been, um, you know, looking at all that stuff as a, you know, again, I mean, I know I've always been a cancer, but you know, there's there's always more to it, and um, and yeah, that that's that's. You know, again, I guess you can dig into this stuff, and there's people that are really into it, and and, and can you know theoretically can predict the you know, use it to predict the future. I wouldn't say that would predict the future more than just kind of tell you about the present, um, and uh, kind of like tarot, yeah, which you know I guess I uh, you know that, that it's uh, tarot only tells you what you uh, um, you know only only you know it only informs the present. It doesn't necessarily predict the future. So, um, so did so did we cover everything? Well spoken, sir. Okay. I uh, I think we did. Oh wow! Hey, and we even got um, and I think we got to we got to the end of the episode, and uh, we didn't go completely off the rails. Hey, what a novel concept! So you know, there's that whole thing. I guess I <clears throat> not completely, but you know, there was a little deviation here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So we gotta, but uh, yeah, I guess it's probably time to wrap all this up, and. Uh, it's not five o'clock yet. Well, you know what? It will. It will be. It's five o'clock somewhere. Okay, <laughs> maybe not in specific time zone, but it, it's it's there. But uh, you know, that's what the post shows for. So to, you know, stick around if you're on the live stream. We'll. Uh, yeah, because if you're uh, if you're listening on the live, it's going to be a fun post show. That's right. And if you're listening on the No Agenda stream, you should switch over to the Lotus uh, stream, um, Lotus Podcast.stream, and you can uh, you can listen to the post show. Uh, when we're done, we'll turn it back over to the. Uh, regularly scheduled stream but uh meanwhile um we will uh, we're gonna wrap it up here uh until next time i'm phone boy and i'm phoenix and we'll see you next time on the lotus podcast bye for now bye